0: The following is a paid advertisement from Go Gray. Whether you're thinking of starting the transition to your natural gray, are midway through your journey, or are already well into embracing your gray and silver, Go Gray has a product to meet you at every phase. Go Gray is a hair care system made to help you transition your dyed hair into your natural gray seamlessly. The Remove Revitalizing Hair Treatment Hair Color Remover is an effective pro-grade formula that helps gradually remove hair color and product buildup to help reveal gray and silver hair. Skip the salon and take your beauty into your own hands. Diminish the unsightly regrowth line by using Remove that will instantly lighten overall shade for a seamless look during the initial Going Gray, Grow Out Phase. Go Gray formulas are packed with aloe vera, soy protein, provitamin B5, and other nutrient-rich ingredients. Go Gray is exclusively available at Walmart and Walmart.com. You can follow Go Gray at Go Gray Hair or visit Go Gray online at www.go-gray.com. Go Gray, embrace your gray. Today, I'll be speaking with Gilberto Spencer. Gilberto is a neurodivergent who wasn't aware of it until 2020 when he was diagnosed with a fetal alcohol spectrum disorder, ADHD, chronic stress, anxiety, and depression amongst his conditions at the age of 33. After trying available and traditional routes and in a desperate attempt to improve and not give up on himself, He came across Life Coaching, and after seeing the extraordinary and life-changing results, he decided to become a life and brain coach to help others struggling with those conditions. Gilberto hosts Wired Differently, FASD, ADHD, Chronic Stress, Anxiety, and Depression, which is a podcast available where you find your podcasts. Gilberto also has a life and brain coach business. Finally, Gilberto shares that it's not how smart you are, but how you are smart. His message is do not fight your limitations. Welcome everybody to FASD Hope. I am so happy to bring you today's guest, Gilberto Spencer, who I had the honor of uh, meeting virtually, I believe in December of 2021. Uh, he reached out to me. Gilberto is, his story is, is amazing. He's, he's an entrepreneur, he's a businessman. And now he is a podcaster and he has his own coaching, his own like brain-based life coaching company. And I really want to just give him a platform to introduce the world to Gilberto because he's doing so many important things. Number one. Number two, his podcast is the first podcast from an adult living with an FASD, which I think is So tremendously important. And I've told him that. And number three, Gilberto gives me hope because as the mom of a young adult with NFASD, I look to someone like Gilberto and he gives me hope and seeing how he is embracing his brain and teaching others how to embrace their brain and their neurodiversity. So with that very long introduction, I want to introduce
1: Gilberto Spencer. Welcome to FASD Hope, Gilberto. Hi, Natalie. Thank you very much for having me. I'm very excited to be in um, FASD Hope. And thank you for sharing your audience with me. I have to give you some credit because last time we spoke, I reached out to you saying, I have a project And I also want to be a podcaster like you. I love listening to you. And you were so, uh, so helpful. Like you were, of course, let's do it. Let's jump on a Zoom call. And we talked right before I launched my my podcast. And you gave me such a great feedback. I mean, ideas, suggestions from, you know, like the software, what to use, how, like, there's so many good things there. So thank you for sharing your experience, all your learning and for making this journey a bit easier for me. I appreciate oh, that.
0: Thank you, Gilberto. Thank you so much. And I do remember our conversation after that, too. It It's such a joy listening to you because you are sharing yourself and on your podcast, you are not afraid to be vulnerable about you know what's happening or something about a topic you're discussing. But at the same time, you are very authentic. And I think your authenticity gives gives me hope. It's one of the many things about you that gives me hope. So I'm so excited. In a little bit, we'll talk about your podcast and about what you're doing. But let's just talk about how you learned about your FASD and, and share whatever you're comfortable with. So our listeners know, especially those listeners that have, you know, younger children or, or teens, I, I just want them to know your journey because your journey uh, is one of, it's really of transformation, especially when you really learned about how your brain works and how you can make those differences work for you. Let's talk a little bit about your FASD journey.
1: I'm very excited to talk about this journey, especially because how things have changed ever since. And this is something that I'm going to touch on and I want to share and tell you more about it. But this is the story, right? I am 35 years old I'm based. I live in Sydney, Australia. And this, I shared this on my first episode. How did I fa- found out that I that I had a FSD and I I shared that I always felt special and most of us with FNZ, we, we knew like we know that we are special in a way but finding out how is that I was special and the science behind it is that it changed everything. So I was 33 at the time, two years ago. I was I was actually based, I was living in, in the US because because of my work I was promoting my tech and software company in, in Minneapolis. I was in between the, the Twin Cities. and this is something that really shocked me that my one of my best friends from from, from here from Sydney, she flew over and she stayed with me right and leaving her, pregnancy so closely is that it made me wonder because she will say she will excuse herself and she will say oh sorry this is not good for the baby she she even stopped drinking coffee and she will not eat a lot of things and this is the first thing that I I started questioning myself will it be any correlation between uh, my mom's drinking because my mom is an alcoholic um she has been ever since she was a teenager and up to is a huge problem for her and and this is what shocked me is that no one has ever no one had ever mentioned this to me no one no my no my like at school no my doctors not my friend you know tv movies nothing, nothing, nothing had ever addressed this. And when I had that thought, or when I asked myself this question, it, it's that I Google, I Google, you know, um, drinking during pregnancy. And and this is what the, the first time that I heard, or that I found out that FASD was a thing. I didn't know that it was a condition, even though, I I was affected by it, and it was very shocking because I I've been out and about in so many places. And I always say this: it's not like I've been living under a rock. Um, I'm always traveling. I have been in so many places, and and let me tell you this: when I when I first read the FSD when this came up on the screen, FASD is irreversible and permanent brain damage caused by alcohol. I remember I was in the living room and my friend was in my room uh, and I was hiding because, hiding from her because I started crying. I was, I felt very emotional. I was very overwhelmed. I didn't know, Wow. Well, what this will mean. I didn't know how to process this. And it was really hard. And what I want to share now that I'm I got myself out of that situation is that I I was very depressed that uh that pushed me into a very dark hole, deep hole. And I felt I felt very victimized. I felt I the truth is that I have very strong emotions about towards my mom. And I wanted to blame anybody. I wanted to blame not only my mom, but my dad, my family. What didn't they say? Something. You know, you you just you just want to blame someone else and even the world the universe but it's because I I didn't know what that will mean for me right and I think part of the part of why I felt this way is because of everything that I was reading right I was reading very negative things I was seeing that that the outlook look really, really sad. It look very negative. And and I I love that you are all about giving people hope because this is what I want to tell you. I know that you are struggling. I know that you are out there. And I always think about this. The fact that I'm not there, it doesn't mean that that place doesn't exist. And if you are there and you are hopeless and you cannot see the light, and you feel so overwhelmed that it's debilitating and incapacitating you. Please know that there's hope. I I've been there. And that's what I wanna, that's what I wanna share, my story, because. For that, that, that was my reaction about finding out that I had a FASD and the moment that I read that I knew I had it because my mom, as I mentioned, is an alcoholic and I, I just knew, I mean, that, that for me, knowing and reading about it, it's, it was like a diagnosis for me. Of course, um, after that is that I, try to make myself home as soon as possible because uh, I just wanted to feel in a safe place. And I, over there, I didn't have my support network. I came back as soon as I could. And I went through the, through the assessment for FSD. It, it took some time to complete, about nine months. And I'm glad I did because at a personal level, I, I I can let me tell you this because I know it's very hard and very difficult to get a diagnosis. Um, I am so lucky that I live in Australia, and there are so many. There there's a lot of support here, and because I'm originally from Mexico, now an Australian citizen, but I think this won't this wouldn't be, this wouldn't have been the case, in Mexico. So uh, this was my reaction, my initial reaction about finding out that I had FASD. Uh, yes, feeling very victimized, feeling overwhelmed, very sad, and, and didn't know what to do, to be honest. But now that I have done a lot of work on it, I can see that FASD has given me a lot of answers. A lot of answers. And and now I see that there's nothing wrong with having FASD. For me, the problem was not knowing. That was the problem. Not knowing was killing my self-esteem, my confidence. And this is the way I see it. I the problem is just that I didn't know and that's it because if you judge a fish by its ability to climb a tree it will believe its life thinking that that it's stupid and and you know I was trying to climb I was trying so hard to climb that tree every single day and I was self-loading every day I always ask myself why do I have to be me I I I was always daydreaming about being someone else, being different. But the problem is that I didn't know that I was a fish. And when I saw that, I, it was so clear. It's fine to be a fish. And it's fine not to be able to climb a tree because I'm not supposed to climb a tree and that's it and where i am today i'm I'm on the other side today i mean on the other side now because now i and you 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 mentioned this before that i'm always embracing my fsd now and i embrace it to its core i wouldn't have it any other way now because i finally learned to love myself to like myself the way that I am now, and even if someone—I I always say this—is this my message. Like even if someone could take it away from me, I—I wouldn't—I wouldn't take that deal because FZ—it's part of me. FZ—it's part of who I am, and if it was taken away from me, it wouldn't be me. It would be someone else. And for the first time, I—I I like being myself and I'm enjoying it so much. So I think that's my message. And something, if you, I don't know, I hope that's, I, mean, I know that you have listened to my podcast and I hope that your audience has been following along because I'm, I've been sharing my journey about finding out and growing and all this. And on my last episode, I actually talk about finding a new identity and finding your own own voice, which thank you, you always encourage me to, to use my voice, and I really appreciate that. And on my last podcast, on my last episode, I share that I was seeing myself as someone with FSD, and my... I'm embracing my new identity as a neurodivergent, right? Because I want to embrace all of my diagnosis. And when I was diagnosed with FASD, I was also diagnosed with ADHD and chronic anxiety, chronic depression, with trauma, with PTSD, and so many other things came up. And I want to embrace all of those diagnoses, not only my FASD, yes, they are part and they are they're all the result of my FSD, but I want to embrace all of those diagnoses. And something that I want to say about embracing my new identity, it's that I not, not only leaving and enjoying this new identity as a neurodivergent, and it's funny because I'm someone who who is very uncomfortable with labels, and I love being labeled as a neurodivergent, I It's finally, it's finally, it finally fits right. And, and what I wanna say to everybody who's listening to this, it's that I don't see myself as someone with a brain damage. I don't see myself as someone with a brain injury. And I don't see myself as someone with a disability I just see myself as someone whose brain has been wired differently, and it has his challenges and its struggles, a few, (laughs) but it also has its gifts, but we don't see them. It was so hard for me to see the gifts, the good side of it. And I can promise you, you can take my word for this, that FSD won't come without its perks. And when I was, when I first heard about it, I was just focused on the negative. And, and now I'm so focused on finding those gifts because you have to reveal them. It, it doesn't, you have to do some work to be able to reveal those gifts.
0: You have to be like a detective when you do the work to find those gifts. It takes a lot of, um, first of all, I just love hearing you talk Gilbert. You give me (laughs) so much hope do. Oh my goodness. You give me so much hope. I love how you are embracing you being a neurodivergent that your brain is wired differently because nobody else has your brain, but you. And I love that. I love that about how, We all our brains all work differently and our family. I learned I learned the hard way, but I learned that being out of the norm, being not part of the crowd, being, you know, those those people that just, you know, the world doesn't get. I love that. I feel like you're a superhero, don't you? I mean, I feel like it's like, okay, yeah. You know, and we do things differently and it's time to embrace it.
1: And I always I always I always make this metaphor met because you know in in the X-Men, yes, <laughs> the, like superheroes, um, mutants are people who have a mutation that regular humans don't do, and they have gifts and powers so 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 strong, I mean, those these gifts are so powerful that they, those gifts can be a threat to themselves if they don't know how to control and if they don't know how to learn about their own gifts. And I always think about that because, you know, like we, we've been affected by alcohol and because it's a teratogen, it's um, mutagenic, Cancerogenic, but it, I see it like this way like yes we have this mutation we have gifts we just need to learn about ourselves and so we we can control our gifts and we are and we are not we're not a threat to ourselves and to the people around us but we use them to the best right we, we put these gifts to to a good use, so this is this is the way I, I see it. This is the I way love
0: I love that. It. I love that. I think it's so wonderful, and the fact that you found your voice and that you're able to now through podcasting and through the work that you're doing through your brain and life coaching and just everything, you're able to to share it. Not only have you embraced it, but you're able to share and help others who are not as far down on their journey as, as you are. And and again, I I wanted to give you this platform because and I I told you this when we met your voice is so important. I mean, I've had I've had like FASD clinicians, diagnosticians, I've had so many professionals in the FASD community tell me the same thing that the most important voices that we need to listen to are those who have an FASD. Because when you have a neurodiversity, when your brain works differently, if you're able to share your journey and like you said, the gifts that you have, and it's hard to find those gifts, but once you find them, and like you said, to be able to control and understand, okay, okay, I need to, keep this i need to manage this so that it doesn't hurt me i need to i need to understand that is so important your voice is is the one that's needed in the world i mean we here in the united states we're introducing there, there's been legislation already been introduced for FASD, the national um, FASD legislation, the FASD Respect Act. I know in Australia there's a lot going on with legislation and and with advocacy for FASD. The voices that we need to hear are voices like yours that can tell us, "Hey, this is what helps. These are our gifts. This is where we need supports, and most importantly, that your voice matters. That we can learn from you." So I'm I'm. Thank you. I love I. Wrote down so many things that you said, and I'm going to be sharing them with, with you know in our social media posts so that people can hear your wisdom.
1: So, what I want to tell you now again to address your audience, and if you are someone like me who just fa- found out that you have FASD or that you possibly might have FASD, first let me tell you if you are not able to get an official diagnosis, don't worry too much about it because it hasn't I thought it will be it was really important for me the process to find out about myself because a lot of a lot of the things that I thought they were normal they turn out not to be normal and like oh I thought it was clumsy but no I have balance coordination sensory issues you know I thought that I sometimes I just didn't understand I, I just didn't get things the theology said no you actually have never heard the high frequencies. Uh, I thought I was not able to read. The psychiatrist said, no, you have severe ADHD, which has been untreated and undiagnosed. So it's good to f- it's good to go through the process. But honestly, you know your circumstances. Like in my case, I know my story, my family's story. And as soon as I read it, I knew I had it. It was just a, a matter of confirming and going through the assessment and it was very helpful to find uh, a lot about myself but if you if you don't have it um don't worry too much I mean I hope that you get there eventually but don't get frustrated if it's not something that is available to you and honestly even 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 that the Australian government it's very supportive here it's still a lot of it's still time consuming and some services are not Uh, Fully covered, so it it, it can be quite expensive, and it was. Uh, But you know, right? You know that you know your circumstances. And what I want to tell you is that we always going back to how I felt oh my God, it was, I have come a long way. I can see this. And as at, at some point, I thought that I have exhausted all of my options you know, after therapy and seeing counselors and psychologists and psychiatrists is that I thought, well, I guess that this is what it is and I will just try to survive and get by. But it wasn't until I started working with with a life coach that I was able to turn things around and inspired by my own transformation is that I decided to become a life coach myself and I just want you to know that you might have not exhausted all of the options because when we talk about and then I got so curious like what is this because I didn't know what a life coach was first and I thought it was just like positive affirmation BS, which, of course, that will never work. Uh, and after seeing my own transformation, is that is that I was so curious, what is this? And coaching, it's nothing but using the best of psychology and neuroscience to, to work on your brain. Because when we talk about... Um, uh, the best of psychology like we need to work on metacognition because it's about thinking about or thinking how we think and when we when you have a FASD let me tell you you're very irrational impulsive and when people ask you why are you doing this why are you acting like this or why aren't you acting like this you don't know you just say I don't know and it's not because you don't want to give them an answer when they question your, your radical behaviors is because you truly don't have an answer. And, and working with a, with a coach, I was able to see my brain in action. And I was like, huh, I see you. This is what you are doing to me. And this is a skill that we should all learn, regardless if you have a fantasy or not, having an unmanaged mind and a an managed brain, it's, it, can, it can be very negative. But something that I wanna tell you is that what your brain is doing to you doesn't define who you are as a person. Because I, 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 was, I was always thinking, there's so many things in life that I should be grateful for. Why am I feel depressed? Why am I feel sad? Why I cannot enjoy my family, my friends, my travels. Why am I always anxious? And I was making it mean that I was ungrateful, that I was a a bad person, but it's not that like I I have some like like imbalances in my brain. And I was able to see. To see the difference, whatever my brain is doing to me is not who I am. It's not who defines me as a person. And once you are able to see your own brain in action, is that it's the beginning of a very transformative journey. So that's what I want. To, that's what I want to share with you. And now, now having gone through that. Through that journey myself, where, yes, I, I couldn't focus, I couldn't concentrate, so many things. I had a very unflexible mindset, like, I will rage if things will not go my way. If something, it's the tiniest thing don't work the way I wanted them, the whole thing is ruined, nothing works, but you know what? And I, I want to tell you this, because I have tried as I said, everything. I had tried everything. And I have also tried interventions, accommodations, and strategies. But in my personal experience, working on that and on those who can be quite helpful is just treating a symptom. Because if I'm if I have an unflexible mind and you and you put strategies in place for me to, yeah, I don't know protect me on this bubble where I don't have to move or I don't have to to do the work on working on my mind working and being more flexible it's just you're protecting me from the world and what's going to happen when I go out there no one's going to protect me from that so when I now that I see putting all those things in place it's just treating a symptom but what I work on and what I can what I offer and is that I will help you treat the cause of it, and the cause is the brain. So your brain, our brains, are the problems, but our brains are also the solution. That's what I really want you to know, because now I am, now I have worked on that, and it has changed everything, right? And I talk about you know metacognition, but this is something really important for me to know because no one one is telling you the full story. Everyone is telling you half of the story. The story where we are a victim of our biology, but no one tells you that you are not stuck with the brain that you are given. And research has proven this that no matter if you have FASD, it doesn't matter if you have any other kind of injury or brain damage, or if you have any neurological impairment or condition, we can all improve our brains. It's called neuroplasticity. And its name describe it, our brains is highly plastic. The problem is that neuroplasticity is not something that is necessarily good neuroplasticity can work against ourselves, because as I said, it, our brains adapt to what we expose it to. So, if we expose it to negative thoughts, it will strengthen those neuropaths of negative thoughts, of destructive behavior, bad habits, addictions. So, we don't want to do this, right? But no one is telling us that you can improve your brain. Everyone, everyone talks about it as is, as if it's a dead sentence. It's what it is. We have a disability or we have brain damage. But no one tells you you can actually do something about this. And that's what I want to be. I want to be, I want to be an example of what's possible. I want to show you what is possible for someone who has FSD and My message too is don't fight for your limitations. If you fight for your limitations, if you hold into your limitations, you will get to keep them. Don't let anybody else tell you what's possible. You get to decide what's possible. So I don't know. I just want to keep
0: listening to you because because you're sharing so much important information, Gilberto. First of all, you're reframing FASD, which I think, especially as you have a loved one who is getting older and becoming more aware of his or herself and, and you know, just aware of who they are in the world. I think that you're reframing it so that you're, you're, you're giving them, you're saying, okay, you know what? If you learn how your brain works, and that's a huge thing, we always talk about that on A Hope, there is power in learning how your brain works, how your loved one brains works, how your brain works. Learning about the diagnosis is key because then when you learn about it, like you said, you can say, okay. These are strategies that have helped me. These are things that empower me. These are dreams that I have. And if I have this dream that I want to do this, then people who support me can say, how can we help you? You know, you, okay. And what you also said, I really need to hear as a mother that don't limit your loved one's dreams because of their diagnosis. That is huge for me. That is huge for me. I need to hear that because I have two kids, one who's an adult and one who is is still a young child, and they both have different diagnoses for their brains. And I don't want those diagnoses to stop them from their dreams, you know? And I think that every parent, honestly, wants that. They don't want a diagnosis to say, okay, well, you can't do this because of this. If you want to do something, learning about how your brain works will help yourself, will help your loved ones, will help your family, will help your friends, your coworkers, anyone will help you so that you can say, how can I reach my goal? How can I reach my dream? And that's what I love hearing about you. And that's why I love hearing your podcast. Your podcast is also wonderful for many reasons. Another is which they're wonderful, digestible chunks of information from Gilberto. You know, it's not like an hour's worth of listening. It's like, here's 20 minutes of a wonderful discussion about this. Or here's, you know, 25 minutes or even 15 minutes of of this. And I like that because I, even though my episodes are very long, I like to listen to episodes that are shorter, you know, and I should, I should follow my own advice. (laughs) (laughs) But it's very helpful. And we know, especially too, when you're kind of in that crisis stage too, it's hard to listen to something long. So you giving... An audience, an opportunity to say, hey, hey, today we're going to talk about this, you know, for 18 minutes. That's great. So I am just, I am so, so thankful that you are sharing your voice and you are making your voice heard, and that you've made the transformation from oh, this has happened, oh, you were in a dark place to transforming it into a place where not only do you feel light and you feel positive, but that you are sharing that with other people. And and that to me gives me so much hope. I think you are a hope torch bearer. I think you are carrying hope for so many people. And again, especially for younger individuals that have an FASD, especially for parents, especially for family members, especially for teachers and educators, anyone who works with with kids, with teens, with young adults. So Gilberto, share about Wired Differently. Share about your podcast. Share about what you're doing so people can know how to learn about you and what you're doing. I will be sharing all of Gilberto's information in our program notes and as well in our social media posts. But Gilberto, I'm giving you a platform now. So how did Wired Differently come about? How did this, you know, your your brain and life coaching come about? You shared about it. You talked about our conversation, but let's talk about it now. It's out there. It's helping people share away.
1: So initially my podcast was called the FSD Brain and I just wanted to tell my story, how is that I found out that I have FSD and a lot of things that were happening. My goal was to reach to people with FSD and their family members, people who might identify and people who might connect with my story or be in similar situations and just now just recently is that i rebranded to void differently because this is how i see myself now and i think the podcast will be very helpful because i share as you said many many things also this journey that has been so transformative with me and i of course i i do i do talk about my experiences but also, I, I want to talk about I, I, I'm always focused on finding those gifts, revealing your superpowers. I, I think I think it's about how I have learned that you get to decide how is that you want to tell your story because if if I, if you ask me to make a case to tell you, that I'm a victim and that, that my life, it's, it's very challenging, very challenging. Uh, I could make a good case for myself and I will tell you that I have brain damage and that I have a disability and I will tell you all the things that, that haven't gone good for me. And I can tell you like all of my diagnoses. I can tell you so many things. But at the same time, if you ask me to make a case for myself that my life is wonderful, I can make a life, I mean, I can make a good case, a wonderful case to tell you how amazing my life is if I choose to focus on the positive things, right? And either way, I will be, either way I will be right and no one can refute because it's my story. So it's how do you want to tell your story? And this is what I learned. And I now, as I mentioned, now as I'm, I'm, a, I'm a life coach and my approach is brain-based. It's about, I want to I wanna join you in this journey and I want to mentor you and guide you so you can figure your own brain out because that, it's the key, that is the key. And I, I want you to, this is the way I see it. I just cross the river and I'm just wanna help others cross to this side. And I, I don't wanna be the, the only one. I remember when I was reading about FSE, and when I was feeling very sad because all the negative things that I was reading, I never, I never come across a successful story someone who can say, yes, I have a FASD, I have F- brain damage, if you want, or a disability, and I have, you know, I have, I have traveled the five continents, I have a bachelor's, I have a master's degree, I have improved so much, and I can help you do it too. Now, now I'm a life coach, and I want to dedicate my life to help others, not only with FASD, with other conditions, because sometimes you, you feel overwhelmed, you feel depressed or sad and you don't know why right and this is this is the best that you can give yourself or someone the best gift that you can give someone is their own gifts, and the best gift that you can give yourself is your own gift so this is what i do as as a coach now and it's amazing it's unbelievable What's possible, or what do you think it's possible for for someone uh, with FASD? So now this is what I this is what I do. I I work one-on-one uh, to help you the solution, because I've tried it on myself. And trust me, this is not what you want. What you want is to be able to go to the root of the problem. So I, I always said this too. Having FASD, it's like when someone makes you mad and you want to punch someone in the face. All of us at some point have had this sort of wanting to punch someone in the face or slap them because we're just angry at them. So, what happens? I've, I mean, for me, this is, this is what I learned as someone with FASD, as someone who has improved so much. When you have a FASD or prefrontal cortex, it's turned off. Like we were born with the prefrontal cortex just turned off. But if you look behind my forehead, it's not like I have a hole and there's nothing there. I do have a prefrontal cortex. It's just it's just not activated. Maybe it has never been activated. It depends on everyone, right? To what which level it is activated because our brain grows from uh, from the stem cell upwards right so alcohol affects those cells that need to travel far away those that they need to go to the prefrontal cortex so that's why this the the, the cells or the part of the brain which is in the lower the lower area they're not affected that's why or you know our breathing uh, it's not affected and the middle area the fight or flight, it's sort of like, okay, but the prefrontal cortex is where we have the problem because those, those neurons of those connection don't made it all the way, but we can activate it through neuroplasticity. So going back to my example, when you have this feeling, I wanna point someone in the face, your prefrontal cortex will come to the rescue and will picture in front of you, the problem that you will be in, what is not a good idea to punch someone in the face and what will happen afterwards? And then you're like, okay, I guess it's not a good idea. So imagine if that break was, you didn't have that break, it wasn't working, it was off. What will happen? You f- you felt the impulse of punching someone, you, you will just go for it. And this is how I see it. We need to work on it. For me, that's the key of it and this is what I do and this is my approach and this is what I offer because otherwise I don't see how we will improve so I don't know this is I'm very excited because I want to see you on the side I want to see you giving your testimony I want to see you telling all the things that you couldn't do before and be proud of all the work that you have done on yourself because I have done so much work on myself and you can go to my website it's dot differentlycom there you can schedule a time to have a chat with me and we can have a, a, an initial call just just to learn about your story where you are and what are your goals and I just want you to give yourself a chance. I wanna make sure that I am the right person to help you. If not, I will tell you honestly. And also, I, 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 only, I only work with people who does wanna do the work because neuroplasticity, it's not something that is. it's not like you take a pill and you have your brain heal and improve. There's some heavy lifting there and I will help you, I will guide you. And I wanna say that when you want something so bad, so badly, nothing will stop you. And when you're not willing or when you're not keen, no one can make you. You cannot make someone to want to improve if they don't want to, if they don't want to improve. So I think this is what got me here. I was so determined to improve. And, and lastly, I want to share my specifics because I just want to give you some context. In my case, my mom is an alcoholic, so it's not like she drank while she didn't know she was pregnant and then she stopped drinking when she found out. No, she drank daily for nine months, right? And I didn't grow up in a loving and caring environment because of my mom alcoholism. There was a lot of emotional violence. There's a lot of trauma, which I also work on it through coaching. And if you have a support network and you are in a loving and caring environment, you are better off than me. So there's no excuse for you not to improve. I also found out that I had FSD at 33 years of age. And and as I said, there's nothing wrong with having FASD. not knowing is the worst part. So if you know from the start that you have FASD, trust me that you are better off. Also, when I went through all of the assessment for FASD, and when I needed to do my neuropsychological assessment, I was turned down by the first university I went to. And they said, "Uh, I don't think we can help you because you're sort of like next level case. So what they did, they called up Another university who they said they were more specialized, and they said, "Look, we have this guy that we cannot help him, but could you take him in so they they helped me get in because they had a very long waiting list, so they they got me get in, and the result of this was that I have severe impairment in my executive functioning and It was after a very long, extensive um, assessment. And I just want to share this because you might be better off. And I want you to be on this side. And I mean, I cannot make you, but if you're not on this side, I just want you to know that if you want to stay where you are, it's because you decide to do it, not because you didn't know there was an option. I just want you to decide and i i want to become the person that i wish i could reach out when i was in this dark place i wish there was someone i could talk to that who can help me who can show me what's possible for someone with a a success story not we like not get stuck and we are a victim and it's not true we are we don't have to be a victim of our biology. We're not stuck with the brain that we were given. How do you wanna tell your story? And do you want to improve? That—that's um, my what I can leave you with. So I'm always happy to to connect with with you. Reach out. I'll be very happy to have a chat. I, I know I'm so passionate about this, but. It's amazing.
0: And again, I am just so honored and so thankful that you are sharing your voice and your gifts with the world and that you're able to do so because you've heard me say that I, our podcast is the one that I wish we had, you know, 5 10 years ago. Your podcast is the one that I wish I also had five, 10 years ago because hearing you as an adult who has an FASD and who has, again, you've learned and you've grown and now you want to share what you've learned. That gives me so much hope because you, I I love your comparison with the X Men, and I've always, I've always, you know, it's funny you mention that because my son, when he was younger, we always like talked about how yes, they were different, but then they had these gifts that they, you know, they needed to um, learn how to manage and and use use for good, and I I do see that comparison often, you know, when talking about not only FASD but you know other. Other brain-based diagnoses. So I I that's,
1: that's why I, I thought of myself, I wanna be Professor X and I wanna have <laughs> my school for the gifted. And that's why that's I right. use this on my first in first episodes. I use this. Um that's right. Yeah. That's
0: right. I remember that. That's right. So Gilberto Spencer, I, I will be sharing um your information, your your social media handles. And you can find Gilberto's podcast um, wherever you find my podcast. You know, uh, we actually have the same host platform, uh, Podbean, and but you can also find Gilberto on Apple and 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 other platforms as well. So we will be putting those links to Gilberto's podcast um, so that you can subscribe and follow him the same way you subscribe and follow FASD Hope. So. Gilberto, you know, I'd like to end our episode. First of all, I think you are a hope takeaway. You are someone who gives me and I know others listening to your your voice and your story and your journey. You give others hope as well. So you are my hope takeaway. Um, can you share one last thought, one last word of hope for people. And I love how you said this, you you cross the river, and now you just want to help others cross their rivers. Can you just share one more bit of hope for those people who need, w- need that help?
1: I will say if you can only remember one thing from this entire episode, I will tell you don't fight, don't hold into your limitations. Because if you do, you will, you will get to keep them. And one, also one thing that I really wanna share is that uh, be very careful with how do you see yourself because our brain work on perception. So if you are telling yourself that, if you're telling yourself that you are broken and all of the things that we tell ourselves, this is how the brain will operate and it will function based on that. So uh, as, as a coach, I always said that the way we think is it because how we feel and the way we feel because how we behave and how we behave, it's give us the result that we see in our lives. So when we think about that, we're going to feel so disempowered. And, we, and if we feel disempowered, we will always be holding into those limitations. And if we do that, if those are our actions, we will be always like, we, we always gonna be looking for evidence to prove that thought to be truth. That yes, we are a victim, That yes, we have a disability. And you're gonna, you're gonna work based on that. And you're gonna look for evidence just to prove yourself that it's the case. As I said, for me, that's, that's not my reality. And I can't wait for you to do the work. If you are able uh, to put some, to do the work and do some heavy lifting with me, well, let's do it.
0: And with those wonderful words of hope and motivation, very, very motivational, I want to thank you, Gilberto Spencer of Wired Differently, for being on FASD Hope.
1: Thank you, Natalie. Thank you for sharing your audience. And thank you, everyone, for listening. Um, I hope that you have enjoyed it as much as I did.
0: Thanks again for listening to FASD Hope with Natalie Vecchione. If you like our show and want more information, check out fasdhope.com. Or please leave us a five-star rating and review and follow us on Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure you join us again next week. And remember to be informed, take care, and always have hope.